Himanshu Priya, welcome to Leverage Radio. It's been a while since I've done one of these as well. It's been um, nearly, I don't know, maybe four or five months, uh, probably. So even I'll be a little rusty, but uh, welcome, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for giving me your time. And um, I appreciate it. So for a lot of people who don't know uh, Himanshu and uh, Priya, um, They've worked in the entertainment space where Himanshu has worked in the entertainment space for a very long time and has set up some of the most amazing live events um, in the history, in the past 20 years. If you've been to any major gig or many uh, major concert, Himanshu probably had some role to play in that and more often than not a big role. Um, Priya has been working with um, people from all walks of life really to help um, give them a new lease on life and improve their quality of life. So guys, with introductions out of the way, how is it going? All oh, good ask. as of now. That's so conflicting. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you feel. That's how I feel. <laughs> What's the latest in uh, the Bob and Weave collective world? MFM, baby. MFM just happens. Two of our boys rocked it. Yes, Rahul they did. Papa did a debut. He did what he does best. Wrap it up in the first round with a signature move. Chungrang had his redemption from his loss from Angad. Uh, well, life is good right now. And um, how was your overall experience with MFN? I believe this was your first uh, foray into the pros. Um, with yes. MFN at least. Yes. So how was that experience? Yes. Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, in, um, you know, we've been watching it on TV. They were, they've gone international for some time thanks to the pandemic. So we couldn't really make it uh, for the previous edition. But this one, since we had some of our athletes competing, uh, had the you know, opportunity to be there. And my God, it was like everything done right, isn't it? Uh, for the kind of production quality that Indian combat events have been, you know, showing us this was a lot, a lot, lot more soothing to the eyes. Such a delight. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they give us hope, man. Kind of stuff we want to do uh, just kind of encourages us because someone's already doing it and their expertise and their experience, sorry, uh, definitely gives us a few points to note and make sure that we are less precarious as well. A lot of points to note. And but what a delight! What beautiful hospitality! Yeah, really good hospitality. Very, very warm, very personal towards everyone. Yeah, and and highly professional as well. Um, Yes, of course. I was there for a lot of um, the happenings as well, at least with regard to our um, camp and stuff. Um, But yeah quite professionally handled, uh, I would say, right? Everything down from, um, you know, the athletes all the way to uh, coaching and the production and everything. Um, Imanchu, from your point of view, from a production standpoint, um, how would you rate um, MFN and, you know, where they they started and where they have uh, really, you know, stepped up to now? I mean, I think they have grown three, four folds, man, from the time they took off. And uh, with with terms of Indian entertainment production, 
I would rate them like a good seven, which is a great number, really. And getting to a 10 would be replicating a Burning Man, really. But uh, for the size of the crowd, uh, you know, they I think they, they claim to have a, had about 3,000 people in yeah, the audience. That's what yeah, I heard. Yeah, and, and uh, the size of the venue really matters, you know, for the number of people you want to pack. Because yeah. if the venue is even larger, the event looks scantier. So mm. this looked like a packed house. Uh, you know, what was fantastic was the crowd knew who were fighting. They were literally encoring for almost every athlete. And uh, there were cheers for all. There were booze. Like they were in there. It was almost like watching an international combat event. Like, you know, it's more or less entertainment out there. And uh, pretty much what it should be like. And I guess MFN has achieved it. And they're only getting better, even better. Uh, they, they, in fact, announced that they're going to Europe this year. Oh, really? Yep. They, I did not at the hear press that, conference, but... I should have mentioned that they are taking MFN to Europe. And, oh, that's uh, fantastic. And the details will follow later. And yeah. so it's, it's almost like it feels like we're on the cusp of, um, you know, across the country, actually, on the cusp of like leveling up in terms of the quality of events. It's something that Himanshu, you've spoken to um, in the past that, yeah. you know, till the quality of these events don't step up, uh, people will keep like at least international markets will keep viewing Indian MMA as, you know, they're not there yet. But yeah. if the production quality of the events goes up, we, we already know that there are high caliber fighters here and, uh, you know, a plethora of talent, but it's, you know, promoters not having enough funding or enough resources to make something um, epic happen, really. Or make it up, you know, do justice to the guys who are actually competing. No, that's right. Uh, see, I mean, let, let me give you examples of big wigs like the WWE or the UFC. You know, the kind of uh, investment that goes into the visual appeal of the event. You know, the fancy walkouts, the fancy music playing, the l- intelligent lighting, the special effects with the smokes and the fires and all of that is what the audience wants, right? I mean... India has so many club wars happening. Now, with this uh, this industry as such being at a nascent stage, even brands are a little hesitant. They don't have total clarity. Besides that, we need people like MFN and few others, you know, who can execute them at that quality. See, now there are multiple aspects to put a good event together. One is getting the right logistics in order. Sure. Second is how you're management your logistics management within the venue works and the biggest point is how your av production is how do you project it out there how are you documenting the fights how are you relaying them the quality of it you know so you need an art director you need a dop now people with smaller budgets cannot afford this but people with smaller budgets can still do a good job if they didn't want to accommodate all the elements into that little pocket that they've managed to put together Right. So stick to some of the things that need to be focused on. Do too few, but do it right. Don't try to get all your eggs in one basket at a very small price. Mm-hmm. So now if, if somebody is looking in, we, we've been interacting with so many international promotions, right? And we've discussed right. this uh, offline before. Uh, they, they, when they're looking up fighters in India, they look at events where there is one static camera 
right. it, at times the fighters are maybe grappling and they're off the screen you can maybe just see their legs or maybe a part of their body but or you the don't upper really back or something exactly so yeah. uh, the pov is so important so you start focusing on just that that itself enhances where you can see what the fighter's caliber is what is his skill level like and uh, pretty much why there's a misunderstanding and uh, of of them presuming that india is still at a substandard level when it comes to contributing into international level fighting so when when you show somebody a production of an event like mfm mm. suddenly they're like oh wow this is in india like yes absolutely this is india you know, you know that's yeah. absolutely true because i met somebody in a coffee shop the other day and um, like they were asking it's close to my gym so they were asking about training and uh, they're like is it like the ufc what you're talking about because this was just like maybe a day or two before the mfn card uh sorry a day or two after the mfn card and he's like is it like the ufc and i showed him the youtube uh, video of it and the the stream and the guy was like this looks exactly like the ufc events and stuff like that is this hap- is this happening in india i was like well it's happening in shri fort in delhi <laughs> yeah he's like really like i can't i can't believe it but uh you know it's um one of those things like events are happening all over the city all over the country like even yesterday i went to uh an amateur contender series which is an ima sponsored event and to be fair um compared to a lot of the previous events not acs but others that i've seen um mm-hmm. this was really well managed and again i'm saying in comparatively at least at the amateur level like i remember there's this one organization which i'm happy to share on right now these guys basically had fighters come in a day early stay in this basically what amounts to a farm okay so a farm with a, like a grass patch there's a parking lot substructure uh uh just created you know tin foil sheets and poles and peeche there's a banquet hall and they've just like put couches in there or you know just residents and they sleep on the floor sleep all in one room this is mid covid by the way 18 december okay 18 december right now when covid is pretty high and stuff um sleep however don't care no food the day of the fight was given by the promotion to the fighters and they basically were supposed to start the fights at 7 or 9 in the morning so that you get the amateurs out of the way and this is a long one so just bear with me uh they didn't do any of that and the cage only got set up at 6 in the evening um and this is in like some backward as place in up or somewhere man like not to shit on the place but it was just in the in a field essentially yeah. at 7 they start the event amateur children are fighting on the same card as professional fighters they were supposed to have pro fights ouch yeah. the cage is propped together you know how you latch the cage instead of a latch they tied it with a string Okay, so the door moved like two, three inches every time somebody leaned on it. Oh, that can be lethal. It, it 
it, it flew open in one instance and the referee or the guy on the outside had to push it back otherwise the guys would have fallen down the stairs and cracked the skulls open on top of that i had to go corner one of our guys um and his fight was not even starting till 2:30 in the morning in the cold outdoors on the 18th of december he was supposed to get paid 10000 or 15000 rupees only for this pro fight he was supposed to be the co main event the main event backed out they made him the main event main event lost the fight the and he still didn't get a cent i spoke to the promoter myself like this kid just came to us last minute to train like about a month before his fight he needed the fight for money and the these people they just fleeced this young man because i spoke to the promoter on the phone i said look man you promise it's going to be 10 g's or 15 g's whatever it is uh if he shows up to fight and he's like yeah yeah that's what's agreed upon all the pros will get paid after the thing we i tried to get uh tried to talk to him and he's like no no it was only if you win you get 10 grand i was like oh, this is like that's ridiculous i i don't even you you know like i was speechless like furious and speechless at the same time i couldn't what am i going to do um go find this guy and beat him up no i mean it's just the, that's the reality of like the sport you know like people are trying to create their promotions and trying to create these um you know everyone wants to be fucking dana white yeah 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 you know see i mean there are quite a few like this uh, who are also you know this this is literally a hurdle in the sports growing itself right it's yeah. uh yeah i mean there have been a bunch of times where uh i i mean fighters from our roster have come and said sir wo pers abhi tak nahi aaya sir pandra din ho gaya sir and we end up making calls and uh, i mean then of course you know how these conversations go but then there are people like you know bhava ji chaudhary he just executed this fantastic bidang fighting championship the second edition yeah baba oh my god dude what was that that fantastic. was so yeah. amazing yeah everything Absolutely was right. amazing yeah and he did such sweet things that he did not uh, you know make count like buying medicines for every, every amateur fighter who was there that was amazing. such a fantastic gesture and the morning after the fight at the breakfast table they walked over to every athlete and handed the purse right there now that's the right way to do before you take your flight please take your purse yeah that's and amazing that baba ji this is baba ji this is amazing yeah and i think he's an inspiration he also guides you with such little things to do these things better some of these things are what matter most of the fighters we even spoke speaking about it right priya about Uh, yeah. the challenging social economic backgrounds of theirs and uh how getting scammed like this again is something they can't afford because they put few bucks together jump into a train in a general compartment sleep on sleep on the floor go fight the same day take the next train back to the village and yeah. and they don't get paid they don't get what they were promised and uh so stop doing this at least you know i mean uh production is a different thing but treat the fighters right and that is pretty much what was the purpose behind putting bob and weave together as well um but so that yeah. that perfectly brings me to um my next question what is bob and weave um is it management is it production is it a fight team or is it a family uh 
I, I, I think I'll leave the boss lady to answer that. No. I think so. we both will take this up. Uh, Mohit, as you said, I think it's all of that together. It's really all of that together. Himanshu, mm. why don't you start and I'll keep jumping in. Yeah, so, so yeah. see, what happened was um, this, the story behind Bowen Weave coming together was literally the pandemic when the fitness mania took over and um, the music industry, which I come from, kind of had to take a backseat. What backseat? It kind of vanished for a while. And something that we were we wanted to do for a long time, and we thought, okay, this is the time. Let's let's try. And the idea behind it was just, you know, stepping in with helping fighters who can't afford uh, to maintain their fighting careers and manage the livelihood, not even being able to balance the balance their needs or the commitments towards the families. I mean, see a typical Indian family uh, mm. when they see when they see their offspring making a career or starting to work on a career, they start expecting revenue out of it. And of that course. starts very late for a fighter besides other challenges. It's probably so like being, three to four years of training and then uh, in that time they, you do your amateur stuff and then maybe if you're good enough you'll then you be in a position to yeah. make some money. Yeah. But there's yeah. so many cases of guys who don't make it past that four or five year training period. Body gets too beat up, don't have the right skill. And then you become a coach like me. <laughs> You're doing all right. You're enterprising now. And you, you are taking care of such beautiful... Uh, you've got a fantastic team under you as well. I mean, got to be proud of these guys. So impressive. They suck. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, so, 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 so that's yeah, that, please yeah. continue. No, so I mean, that's how it began, and uh, I think I, I, I believe now most fighters are aware of our existence. We were not ready for this, but it's, it's purely because of the need, really. There's so many of them who need that help, you know, of someone taking charge of all their expenses so that they can focus only on their training don't have any liabilities, don't have overheads and eventually get somewhere with a good kind of training, which is why we put this together. We started handpicking a few people. I mean, there were bad nuts too. Uh, but then, you know, uh, I think most of them errors. have been good. Yeah, most of them have been good and they're grateful. They make us feel like a million bucks, man. That's all what matters. Don't know when we make money out of it. But uh, this keeps us going at the moment. So you're, you're a holistic fighter team, management team, management yes, collective yes. company. Yes, yes. Yeah. Literally, company. literally, literally picking uh, kids who are driven, who are progressing, who are challenged with funds, uh, backgrounds which cannot support them, and trying to do whatever we can. We take taken charge of literally Priya handles their entire personal space with their stay, their nutrition, their diet, the works, and we focus on whatever best training we can get. We figure the kind of uh, places where they're falling short and send them to relevant uh, coaches around the country to help out with correct, to, to, to correct them, you know? And mm -hmm. there, I mean, that's how we ended up interacting with Ashwin stepping in with uh, Jitendra Khare from uh, Team Relentless of Evolution Fitness, he has been a great, great, great help. He's been a mentor to half the team. And 
really did groom them, you know, nudge them back into uh, tactical uh, skills. And, and that's what we're trying to build. We're trying to build a collective of people like yourselves and us coming together just to help them out with whatever best we can give from our end with what we've got without biting into ourselves too hard. And nice. Yeah, I mean, it's a nascent, so, the industry is at a nascent stage. We've got to work Without going into too much detail, um, yeah. how's the, how's, you, you just mentioned that uh, you've been getting a lot of responses. How has the Bob and Weave brand been since MFN or in the last few months? Our phones have been blowing up. Our Instagram chats have been blowing up. And I accidentally had, uh, you know, uh, registered my number to the Instagram page. So my business number, WhatsApp has been overloaded. So I am literally scared to pop any IMs open to not disappoint yeah. anyone or make them feel like we are ignoring them but but wow. then yeah so but, <laughs> but you know what's what's come out of it is a lot more profiles which we are we are keenly looking at and time will tell we do have a few more potential people to take on board our roster but nice yeah so that again leads perfectly into my next question how did you find uh, rahul like, cause we've trained with Rahul for a while. Um, yeah, yeah. How did that that whole relationship come about? Rahul was introduced to us. We, we, I mean, obviously, we've known of his existence. That kind of a streak has been a marvel in itself, right? And uh, uh, one of the fighters happens to be buddies with him, and he said, "Do you want to talk to Rahul once?" And because he's been asking as well about what does your company do, I'm like, "Let's talk." And uh, Rahul came over to Bombay. That was during the Gama Nationals, which was happening. Nationals, yes. Yeah. And he chilled with us. We've been speaking before that. And uh, he was was pretty much game. And he had certain things that he said he could bring on the table. Uh, We were like, okay, let's do this. And we met Mm -hmm. up. And instantly, there was no conversation. There was supposed to be sealing the deal with a chat face-to-face meeting in Bombay, he just came and behaved like he's a part of the team and team, he started, did, helping, he did. Yeah, started helping with people, weight cutting, uh, making it, standing, uh, helping them corner and uh, all of that. And before we could realize he's already in there, he's embedded mm-hmm. as a part of us and he's carried us forward uh, to quite an extent as well, you know, uh, mm-hmm. great, uh, great team leader. He uh, fills in pretty well. He takes charge pretty well. So it kind of makes our lives a little simpler. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides not to forget his performances, the way his, his explosiveness and training, the drive he has, he's definitely upped a few of the guys who would, uh, uh, you know, kind of fall short once in a way and got them a little more consistent. So, okay. he, yeah, yeah. So he's been a boon. Yeah, he's definitely been a boon. And with... I think this MFN fight was something he deserved a long time back. So he got what he deserved. And he did what he does best. Okay, so what exactly does BNW then do for the fighters? Like from a, you said, holistic, what all um, do you guys do and who does what? Okay, uh, let's start with Priya. Uh, 
I'll tell you what Priya does is she looks into the entire mental grooming, the personality development, helping them with language correction, teaching them etiquette and how brand marketing works, you know, as, as a sports star. If you get an endorsement, how do you, how, what is the, what does the brand want out of you? How are you supposed to behave, act, perform, whatever, to get as many eyeballs reach and things like that. So we, get them brand ready and that's what Priya expertises in. Uh, regardless of the language of choice, it's just a personality development program. And also their health bit, the physical health bit with making sure they don't go berserk with overloading themselves or kill themselves while cutting because, you know, this whole thing of dropping 10, 15 kgs before fight, which is so unhealthy. So mm-hmm. to start maintaining that a little bit, you know, closer to what they need to fight at, so that they don't they don't gas out maybe their cardio doesn't get affected and uh, they conveniently last the duration if the match goes through to the end and uh, things like that uh, so yes so literally her day starts with messages from the boys and fixing their breakfast um, yes yeah, that's, that's um, as of now that for sure uh, I think, but my outlook is making them brand ready in a way that, uh, you know, people forget that they are being watched outside the cage as well, where every move, uh, if you are doing well, is going to be caught by somebody, right? Uh, so even I feel they have to work on so many aspects to uh, be where they are as successful fighters or successful brands. I'm just trying to work on that part right now. Okay, so just to um, like lean into this topic, since we've yeah. uh, brought it up, um, what kind of challenges? And this is going to be like uh, a question which probably is going to be helpful for a lot of young fighters out there. What are the challenges that sponsors face when they look at these athletes? And what makes them so reluctant to give MMA athletes in particular, you know, their time or their sponsorship or their, you know, stuff like that. So what is it that brands are looking for and what is it that you are looking to overcome in terms of their reluctance? I think uh, confidence for sure, speaking skills, how to present yourself in an interview. Uh, All these things matter a lot for a brand, any brand, right? And, uh, because we see fighters coming from literally so such various parts of India, not all of them are equipped uh, or I, yeah. So I think I just want to back them up with that confidence, what to say, what not to say. If you are in a public forum, how should you behave? Uh, how should you eat? Like small things, right? For example, all these guys are put up in Taj Palace for MFN. And you have to be able to nicely be there, follow the, uh, for, uh, like the etiquette, everything. So I think that's really important from my point of view. If you want to be of that scale, if you want to really put yourself, go into the international market, all this is going to count. And when you're able to do this, your confidence is going to be very different. Mm. I think besides that, uh, um, when a brand is endorsing you or investing in you, they expect you to understand what the USP of that product is and highlight it for them as well. So the language has to change. It's not your 
it's not your casual conversation really right you are uh kind of pronouncing something that the brand wants to do and out of that product they brought you in there because with your presence all eyes are on you i mean there are more eyes that are being drawn to that little commercial or that whatever that little vm is and there if you do not understand the brand's need and you just do something random uh is a lost cause as well so one one is that bit that is a technical aspect of it second like priya mentioned the confidence there are a lot of these guys moment you put a microphone in front of them they start hesitating stammering or they don't really know what to say they start mm. randomly ranting stuff to just mm. get past that duration and get that microphone off their faces uh mm. put them before a camera most of them yeah, most of them are clueless they just start uh speaking their resume out and they talk about oh i come from so and so place i come from jharkhand my father does this i have been fighting for so many years this is an opportunity i got thank you so much and they're done they don't know anything beyond it and but 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 when you overhear them chat amongst each other some of them are very intellectual man and they funny they have so much information yeah and funny they have yeah. personalities which are unique and they yeah. are just completely completely boxed out over here so right. yeah you need to break that eyes put them in uncomfortable situations put them in worse situations so that this one seems like a blessing and uh, yeah we do try that uh, in our team what we do is uh, we we uh, uh, we appoint someone as a captain and give him the entire charge so some people bully them some people get bullied or whatever it is there's one mm-hmm. there are some being dominated some uh, some cannot manage some people now the point is that when you put that responsibility on them uh they start overcoming those things they start becoming a little more responsible taking charge and that is a small little way of building their confidence as well you know once the objective is achieved they feel like that achievement has been a personality enhancer and uh, these these are the kind of things that help with the brand really i mean they contribute on to what the brand wants out of you you know see how long does it take for a brand to hire a model uh who's literally chiseled his body out to be present in front of a camera there's there are billions of them but getting sure. somebody who's more than just a body needs to be more than just a body hmm that guy yeah. gets the movie role yep yeah. exactly <laughs> and maybe becomes the richest man in hollywood so himanshu then okay i've got two questions one what is your role i mean i'm i'm pretty sure uh it's a very important role since um this was your idea you're the founder of it but specifically like what is it that you're doing all day uh while the guys are training or while the guys are resting and stuff like that uh okay that's a tough one actually i, I don't know where to start um give me an example of a general day not today like but you know past wednesday let's say okay so uh i'll tell you something about what we've been doing okay we we had put this enterprise together a little over a year back uh we ran into some challenges uh the business kind of got a little sabotage before it could kick off and we had to revamp and restart right we did that almost instantly now when we did that uh 
we started putting a team together and the amateur nationals was very close. And that's when I I knew Vicky Hare. I called him and I said, uh, mate, you need to help me with my team because I don't have a setup yet. And I've got people from around the country. This is the size of the entourage. Can you can you help take charge of them? He said, just bring them on your team, my team. And he literally got so personal with them. We bunked everybody in Bombay, picked up a place, put the whole team there. They started training at Evolution day and night. We took charge of whatever we do, you know, every little aspect of them being there. And it was uh, it was a stopgap need, mm. but it also turned into a camp. And even after the Nationals were done, and the outcome of it was pretty good. We've got three, four goals. We've got a few silvers and bronzes. We knew some of these guys are now eligible to go for the World Championship and things. And the World Championship was scheduled to be sometime not so far from there. So we decided right. to let them continue. Uh, it was supposed to be in, Jan- in December uh, in Germany. So mm-hmm. we decided to not do not budge them and let them continue as is because even losing a week right after could be a big loss, right? Being out sure. of training. Yeah. And usually they tend to have this little thing they do of going home right after a big fight. Yeah. Which kind of destroys the purpose because if you have achieved All something... All that momentum. Yeah, the momentum. I mean, you the novelty wears off in a week if you're inactive. Yeah. And Instagram is garbage. Unfortunately... <laughs> That's yeah. where all of these guys think they're going to progress from. Yeah. It does nothing besides just getting you a few likes and getting you maybe familiarized with a few more people. Sure. Right? Sure. But, but it, 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 doesn't do, it doesn't do anything for your career, really. Right. Right. And that has to be done with offline marketing, with more strategic marketing, reaching out to promotions, other promotions in the country, internationally, a lot of these kind of things go in there. Now, uh, so what happened was the fourth wave kicked, the, kicked in Europe and they had to can the World Championship. They had to postpone it indefinitely. Now, there were a few people I decided to send uh, to train with Ashwin. And, you know, they came to you guys. You were along as well. And, and, and you know, uh, Babaji announced his fight, his event. Uh, so we're like, okay, now you guys who are fighting there can camp camp right there with other people who are competing in BFC. Hmm. Few were in Bombay. So we had the team scattered. We had some more in the Northeast as well. Now what happened was, I think it was February or January where uh, Delhi went into a lockdown. Yeah. The gym started shutting down. Yeah, and uh, it was I too think close that was Jan. Yeah. Jan, right? Yeah. So that is when uh, we decided that, okay, uh, our plans were to open a combat sports village. And we are on track with that. It's just that that needs some time. So let's get a stop stopgap place in order. And we hunted. We found a place, not not adequate really, but we can kind of make do with it. We spruced mm-hmm. it up in whatever way we could and called everybody into Bangalore because we have control over here. Right. And it also becomes a little more cost effective for us, you know, uh, with everybody under one roof. We had. Uh, a gentleman from Brazil come in to teach them. Jiu-Jitsu Ashwin helped uh, with taking charge of their MMA training. And 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 as such, uh, ahead of our plans, we had to put this place together. It was a bit challenging because we had so much more on our plate to put Bob and Weave and Momentum in the right way that we want to. 
and these little changes again through the challenges these are teething problems uh, so then while we were at it we realized that there were few other people who want to train with our coach and this gym was really put together only for the team not for an outsider not a commercial gym at all whatsoever hmm. so there's a senior person like him who's been around and we didn't want to look like dicks you know so we were like okay you know what we'll work out a batch and we worked out an early morning batch we've got a few people who've been training with him who are purple belts and above hmm. and they started coming in so that's when the gym kicks off early in the morning and uh, by about 9 9:30 the team is in they do their mma then they go for weight training grab their lunch whatever they want to do in in their own way and then come back for bjj in the evening mm-hmm. and so you see the window we get to be away from the gym is very small and that is the time which we need to utilize to connect with brands market these boys uh, uh priyas to work on their grooming their etiquette their personality development also parallelly what we do is we as give them mental health assistance a lot of these guys don't take the losses too well they do have stresses from family they mm. do have stress about being in a relationship or not being in a relationship mm. you know and so and they're young kids you know so the maturity levels need some kind of support so a lot of time gets consumed in that and we end up feeling i mean i wish there was 24 more hours in one day really because there's so much to do right and uh, and parallelly doing our pr doing our networking matchmaking getting these guys some good shots uh pretty much what our entire days about i mean i don't know when was the last time adopted like 14 kids basically yeah a lot more really we had to drop <laughs> a few but yeah and but but no no complaints man no complaints at all uh things are hectic but they go like clockwork we are in this groove entirely uh we've got a house to run we've got two houses to run technically and uh and, and it's it's cool it's just that we we don't have a break as yet but then that's just a matter of time you know the village starts running oh, sure. we'll talk about it later we are coming up with something very soon you know what the hot property is and uh, we'll come to that very shortly yes, yes absolutely and that's that's what a day is like so my role really is uh you know less significant than priyas uh where i am taking care of the tiny little bits which need attention and uh, complete the days deliverables together right and just oversee the training is going right and stuff you look i'm not a coach but i know when things are not going right or i can attend to complaints or challenges or concerns of the students and help them overcome it whether it is dealing with the coach dealing with the timings dealing with their uh training time distribution their recovery time all of that bit and things like that so that's that's how it is we've been busy we've been busy since november um yeah constantly so you you'd say these these were the like key learnings for you in the last maybe 6 8 months huh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so many is- different ways there are also kids who uh have the sense of entitlement uh they are thankless uh and they do make things a little challenging and it's okay we can deal with them and make sure they're comfortable you know help them understand their ground reality but they can kind of uh you know spoil the broth too with others so 
keeping that in check so there's yeah, so how do you how do you deal with you know egos like uh, mm, yeah i mean it's it's a case to case basis you know and there have also been times where we've dropped good ones because we figured that we can't uh, help with changing their mindsets mm-hmm. and uh, stop them from being parasites mm-hmm. and i mean yeah hard decisions to take but the results with us no regrets really and i mean you see the game is fickle man people no, will absolutely. people will go where they you know what whatever wherever they feel is best for them and all you can do is provide an environment for learning and growth right no absolutely absolutely and we want to keep our, our bad debts to as minimum as possible and mm. some of these learnings just make sure that we don't fall into that situation again so um how did this the passion for this come about or this the idea for this for bob and we've um, you know get birth uh <clears throat> this is not something that was overnight for sure uh it's been a while the inclination towards understanding the sport a little more in depth was maybe 10 years back around the time i was starting the rabbit hole mm. uh i did land up at a few good fights in london i mm-hmm. saw a couple of great fights happen in australia and i learned that nobody else outside of that community even knew of that fight but it was so beautifully done mm-hmm. um, and i realized that in the small pockets that was just a club war it was almost a ufc level production mm. and i'm like this kind of production is something we do for corporate events mm. what we do for our live gigs is a lot more so it's so doable but that comes to the event production bit of it but what about the sport so i had to get into the depth of it uh started interacting with a lot of people realized that i had people in the industry around the world in my friends list started interacting with them then you know of couch surfing right mm. uh so i had a couch few couch surfers who uh you know i gave my couch to who came from spain who came from ireland and one of them happened to be a guy who was a promoter himself in ireland and um uh, he kind of broke it all down for me and said and and showed me the path of how how to get into this and what are the areas to focus on and where not to burn hands and what is the most common mistake people end up making when they becoming a promotions agency um so that being the case maybe 2018 2019 mma india was in india was booming there were so many things that went down in 2019 and 2018 uh gave opportunity to look at it a little more up close and i was pretty much sold that okay this is how we're going to go somewhere in the pandemic uh i thought okay i was planning 2022 but it's 2020 the music business completely shut god knows when this is going to come back on because maybe towards the end of the year people did start having gigs again but they were absolutely okay, small and again like yeah, yeah, very tiny you know half capacity so, 30% capacity stuff like that so for yeah for me who's been doing uh live live gigs the magnitude of minimum to 15 20000 people being the smallest gig uh doing a club event just did not make sense because you know the value for time did not justify Right. and then the then the thought was you know what stop you already have a game plan in order let's give it flight 
and mm-hmm. I started sitting with a few people to put this together. I came up with the name, and uh, but then again, the people backfired. Now, like, okay, fuck it, let's move on, let's get this going, and shit like this happens all the time. And the uh, point is that if I took two days to sit and brood over it, I would have missed another opportunity. Maybe I would have been a week late for something else. Mm-hmm. So I just got on with it and just kept going. And I clawed my way around. Priya was such, such a support because Priya was uh, not living in the same city as me then. Mm-hmm. And, and she was doing so much of back-end work so that I could be out there and not worry about this. So between us, we became a team. I realized that we were like a force together. And she said, you know what, dude, screw this shit. I'm coming. Let's fire up. And and we rolled it. We rolled it. And I think we're really doing okay, man. Barely a year, but the hatred has been good. I'd say you're doing more than okay, sir. Um, so looking to the future and speaking of growth, what are the plans? What's coming up? Tell us. What's coming up is the big deal. Uh, I think this is the first time we are talking about it publicly. Uh, yeah, so we're breaking this news, I guess. I'm going to tag Locker Room in this. Hopefully, they'll see it or somebody will pick it up and tell someone about it. But let's get the yeah. word out now. So, yeah, I think we're looking at somewhere in June where we start our own little series called Bowency, which is B-A-W-N-C, Bob and Weave Night of Champions, hmm. where we are also pairing up with the Ashwin's beauty project leverage and uh, kicking off a series of events. This is going to be a cluster of uh, grappling, semi-pros and pros. Semi-pros literally here are going to be people who are amateurs and considering a pro career and um, to just advise them to do this a little more gradually and not jump in there. Unlike a lot of people who don't have the guidance and barely have two or three amateur fights in their kitty and they jump to pros and the fight experience is so low uh, that it takes them a while to, you know, uh, to to get a good streak. Yeah, get get, get the right, yeah, get the right momentum in order, good quality, that matter. So thank you for leverage, being a part of this, uh, enhancing the perceived value of the event so much. And uh, a seasoned brand like yours will definitely be a stepping stone for us too. I mean, the kind of a boost that you're giving us, it lifts our morale as well. But yeah, it's yeah, happy be to a... be a part of uh, Boancy because, I mean, uh, we also had plans, but again, COVID and a whole bunch of other stuff just has been delaying stuff for us as well. So we are thrilled to be coming back with... Uh, the South India qualifiers. Yes. To, so just, I'll also lay out the plan since please, we're talking please, about please. it. We hope to do a couple of events throughout the country this year and find the top grapplers in each region and uh, bring them all to a head um, sometime next year. So as we go along, more and more details will be revealed. But yep. uh, let's focus on buoyancy and uh, what can you tell us about it? So, Buoyancy is for sure going to be in Bangalore. Uh, being hometown of Bob and Weave, it just uh, feels right to kick it off from here. And uh, it's going to be an entire day-long event. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be 
an entire day of fun. There's going to be a flea market. There's going to be international DJs. There's going to be a bloody party, man. All happening in Bangalore. All happening in Bangalore. Step one. Step one. We ready. We ready. Uh, watch the space. We're going to be back with more details. Yeah, yeah, we're figuring all of this out somehow, but uh, it's 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 underway. It's happening, and um, it's extremely exciting. Yes, I, I, yeah, I'm kind of at a loss right now. I want to get into a lot more detail about who's the sanctioning body, and you know, who are the yeah, sponsors yeah. on board, and all this stuff. But I feel like it's probably too early let's, for let's all that. Let's it's too up. soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that uh, you guys are working tirelessly, as am I, as we are just to you know put everything together and um yeah we will be probably having to do some more of these podcasts release more and more information we'll do like a whole series like snippets 10 minute talks with himanshu and i or priya and i just to get uh hey this is happening check it out um awesome soon be out with our clubhouse page as well and we'll announce them so people can start connecting with us directly speaking to us uh uh you can you can get your clarifications you can uh we 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 are thinking about this we're thinking about industry experts to come and join us uh somewhere around the time where buoyancy is launched on clubhouse and uh, all the aspiring fighters can actually sit down and have a one-on-one chat with them get some guidance get some information out so that you're not making haste, not messing up things. Do everything the right way, step by step. Awesome. And yeah. uh, that's part of your education effort towards all your stakeholders also that way then. That it's not just in isolation things are happening. You're going to be putting out mm-hmm. a lot of material for people to really understand what this event is going to be and uh, how we're you, you essentially trying to change the nature of these combat events um, no, thus far. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, when Babajit was, uh, he, I think he had given an interview to Locker Room uh, just before BFC 2. And, and he mentioned this beautiful point saying, Kisi ko kisi ka haat pe padega. Sabko se fight milega. And that is literally how this needs to be, you know. And <laughs> I think it's just, uh, what a fantastic uh, way to put it across. But he's the guy, man. He's the guy to just put it out there. So, Awesome. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Babaji. Shout out to Babaji. Thank you. Inspiring us to try and uh, do better ourselves. We are kind of. um, It's good, man. Everyone, everyone's doing their part to kind of step up and challenge. Like I was thinking about it today. There was a UFC card, right? Mm -hmm. And this comes up. Jimaya was fighting, and he's virtually unknown. He fought in Brave FC. We know tons of people who fought in Brave FC. Yeah. Um, so I think like we're on that cusp, which I was talking about earlier that there are, there's probably a kid or a fighter in every gym who believes he can make it to the UFC. Yeah. And I don't think that's too far off anymore. I think in the next 10 years, you'll see all, all these guys like from all over the country, um, you know, they'll be getting out and making a name for themselves. And the more promotions we have in the country and more like mainstream promotions, big promotions, like it gets them used to the idea of fighting in front of five, six, 10, 20,000 people. Like 
you know if you're going to be a pro fighter that's that's the scale you're going to be competing yeah, at absolutely, absolutely. that's yes. the objective right so started oh, you started sorry. right sorry sorry that uh, these promotions uh, were like reaching for the stars earlier but the stars have come a lot closer have come have there are a lot of people who put the hard work in to bring these channels so much more closer with the number of people at one from india having uh, appeared off late i mean look at the last couple of seasons i mean there's just so much encouragement you know it, now to the extent that i've met some people say sir one i'm maybe not sure one to sab koi ja rahe hain mere ko ufc ka yeah i mean aspirationally i don't think like this was a realistic uh you know goal for a lot of young guys maybe 5 yeah. 10 years ago yeah. and uh but i think now i'm talking about the you know 18 year olds today or the 20 year olds today who are just starting off or have been doing it for a couple of years and are like you know how do we get there like one of the ways is you know find a team like you guys or find promotions like mfn yourself bfc and uh, prove yourselves here and uh, you know on a slightly more elevated stage and see how well you do that may be your stepping stone or your path to making it to the ufc or whatever absolutely absolutely you so many ufc bellator and um, i don't know why people don't speak much about them but uh, what a place to be really isn't it yeah yeah, yeah i think yeah. um big things are expected of you guys i hope uh, and of everyone else i suppose but yeah, that's uh, scary you're putting yourself yes, in yes i hope we live uh, up to it yeah and it, it self created pressure right like you guys can choose not to do this you can choose to just sit back but uh, you know very few people put their money where their mouth is and uh, i'd like to thank you guys and uh, you know kudos uh for trying to even attempt something this massive and you have our support we'll be with you thank you sir. and let's thank make this so fucking much. happen yeah let's do this guys Collectively. awesome yes. let's do this let's do this himanshu priya thank you for uh joining me on this super long episode of leverage radio um thank talk you, to you guys very soon thanks guys yes Bye. absolutely take Cheers, care guys bye bye bye